All right. Wicked. So we're, we're live, guys. Just for context, uh, we wanted to uh, do a live uh, Q&A episode of Coffee is for Close. So welcome, uh, Marco. Uh, I know you were just on our recent episode that got released today. You'll be seeing it firsthand here, but shall be released, I believe, uh, next week or, or the week after. So with that being said, guys, welcome to another episode of Coffee is for Close. It's excited to have you here today. And what we'll do right now is cue the intro. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. Now, I don't have any major question. I guess, like, how? let's ask you the first one. How's things? How's the life? Yeah, things are good. It's uh, back in uh, Sydney, you know, most of you people where we just uh, got back from um, uh, Arizona, starting to set up the office. Unfortunately, um, it seemed like a bit of a waste of time because everything is on back order. You know, we'll, we'll keep that under wraps for the time being, but there'll be some exciting stuff happening in January. Although... None of our furniture is going to be there as we have the whole team in the office. So that's uh, disappointing. It'll be there February, which will, will be cool. We've got a new podcast desk, which I'm ordering today, fully customized for, for the podcast with Jeremy. Uh, maybe we'll get over there. We'll, we'll hijack it, run a few episodes from there as well, which would be exciting. It, it's a cool looking desk. All of the furniture looks first class. Um, I can't wait to to have it all in there and actually do some live videos from the area. But it's also good to be back. I'm in my, my home office today as I've got a couple of things going on. But being in the actual office with all the toys and pool table has uh, has been fun. I wish there was more people around to to actually uh, play with, Marco. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The good one as well that we all come into Arizona. We can't tell why just yet, but we're gonna come to Arizona in January. So if you are by Arizona, you're by the office, come and say hi. Come out to Scottsdale. Come out to Scottsdale. And uh, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Busy, busy period, which is good. Uh, Matt is in holiday, so for me and you, it's busy, tough time. Busy. Yeah, unfortunately, you're going to have to see our head a bit more as we put up all the, the content for the time being. So uh, unfortunately, you guys are going to have to deal with that. Okay, we got some questions as well. First one is from Christian. How is your marketing so good? Oh, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Ah, um, so you're the person that thinks that. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, you got to be more um, more specific for which part of the marketing because we're doing a lot of marketing, man. And believe it or not, we're not spending a ton of marketing either, right? We do like in terms of Facebook groups, that's pretty much all the things we pump into and uh, in the podcast. That's all. The other one is all organic. I think it's like we go lucky that number one, Matt is a content machine, yeah. like play content machine. So he's definitely not struggling in front of a camera. The second thing is we've been giving value away since day one. If you watch from day one of the YouTube channels, or day one in the group, you pretty much should be good at selling by now, just watching free stuff. Now, it's never going to be enough. You're going to get to 50 or 60 a month, but giving value away and caring a lot about the sales scene overall, that is going to help us a lot. Yeah, well, you, I, I think... I think marketing has like a really strong correlation in in terms of like finance, right? Running paid ads and and running stuff is like a 
is the equivalent of being rich. You get an immediate money, you spend it, you waste it, you bring things in. But uh, you know, wealth is created when uh, you don't have to to work. And what we've done is like our whole concept of you know being able to market long term is by giving away stuff. And I see content as a way to generate wealth, meaning that it's it's relatable in the way that the more you put in, you give away heaps of free stuff, you do heaps of content, deliver immense value to people then long-term that pays more dividends and keeps you going, right? So we, we always come from the idea with our marketing is like, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll run paid ads and stuff. And the way that we can stop them from being used as a non-asset compared to an asset is by backing that up with significant amounts of actual infrastructure, value, and deliver just on that by producing content and doing a lot of free stuff, giving away to charities, all the things that we would want to be doing anyway. Because it just it builds the foundation for our marketing to work, which therefore makes it cheaper, meaning that we can get out there and be in more places all at once. And hopefully that uh, resonates well enough with people that they want to opt in and potentially buy things from us in the future. And the other one, uh, the other question we got is what's the most satisfying feeling you get when you're running your teams? You start uh, first, James. Yeah, okay. And then that's from Luke. I guess, uh, you know, and I'll speak directly. To, to you, not me, Marco, Luke, the guy that asked it. It's like a couple of conversations that, that we had when we we're away is like the most satisfying things about developing a team is we come into mind with having the team that we want to be around. You know, I don't, I don't want to walk into an office with people I don't like. We're not interested in the, the corporate way things are done. And we've built a team around genuine people that we want to be around, that we enjoy being around. And it becomes like that people that you want to support. I want to give my time to people on my team because I enjoy it. And seeing the outcome of when people develop, they start getting things what they want, seeing the progress in those, it's just satisfying in the same way that you see a, you know, your brother succeed or a best friend succeed. And, you know, everyone can relate to that, that feeling. And you know, that's the most, uh, I guess, the satisfying thing is just seeing the success of other people and knowing that the time that I spend helping enabling someone else's success, it selfishly helps me as well because it grows our company, which means that, you know, we can get paid more and then we can give more opportunities to do that for more and more people. So it, it works both both ways where we get the opportunity to make someone else's life better. And in return, us doing that enables it for us. Because I always look at like businesses, you set at people first and Rather than we don't go out there to aim to make money, we go out there to aim to have a fun time. And I, I hope it's clear that we're, we're there to have a fun time and do things. And we got really good at our job. Lucky, we attracted really good people to our company. And as a reward, we get to be paid for it. We get a lot of accolades. We get to meet interesting people. We get to, you know, I had a dinner with Brad Lee. I think Matt's speaking to him today as well. And I've been fortunate enough to have dinner with uh, many people that are more successful than what Brad is recently. And that that's awesome. So and they're all the rewards of putting people first and as a result, you know, enabling them to get what they want. So I, I think that's uh, satisfying in many ways. Yeah. For, for me, it's like I've seen people making 30 to 40 to 50 a month after like six, seven months, which they've been through a lot. That's, that's the, the best one because like, I can relate to that. So, yeah, yeah you went through the same process, right? Mm, yeah. What? When you started, you were making what, like two, three grand a month? No, no, with the, with the gym, I used to, after tax, was six. There you go. Okay. For a comes and true on salary. But that's, that's just gone up and up and up in the same way. 
And like we figured out that process on, you know, our guys that were initially on the team. There was, there was you, Will Autumns, Tony, Road, and now they're the guys teaching the younger kids how to follow that same process, yeah. repeat what they did ideally quicker because we know what mistakes are there. We know what to cut out. Yeah. That's satisfying seeing uh, just the progress. Yeah. Because that's, that's the, the, that's the whole point is like, once you, once you get good, it's like, you gotta give it back. Right. That's why Jeremy does what he does. What he does. And that's why we do what we do. So that's a, that's the main part of it. We don't have many questions, but okay, I want to ask you a question. What's the top moment that you had and what's the lowest moment that you had? In the whole process yeah okay well uh, both really recently and these might not be the, the top but it's it's very forefront of mind was one is starting out in rooms like this now we've got multiple offices we never really met anyone that we worked with and it was a very very long time particularly with covid limiting things and not being able to travel the best and an incredibly humbling experience to fly out to, to arizona and surprise the team in the the mansion that we run in for the, the sales retreat, just going out 40 of our team members there. And it was really surreal in, in the way that is meeting people for the first time. And as opposed to just over meetings like this, where we're, we're not physically in the same room and uh, just having like chats with people. And it, it became like more or less like a real moment and humbling understanding like the the level of respect that our staff and you know people outside of our organizations actually have for it i know a lot of people you know say certain things about how they they love you know working for us and, and stuff like that but um uh, seeing that happen in person and reading body language it was, it was super clear that you know we were fortunate enough to build something where people genuinely love working for us and have a huge amount of respect for us and to me that was incredibly humbling and uh, i've never felt anything like that and it it just uh, all of a sudden became real, you know, and, and that was probably the, the best point. That's good. For, for, for me, top moment, I think we had that moment when we bought the watch, mm. the, bought the watch of Matt, that we kind of seen each other a little bit. And I was like, we can buy those things, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. That was like, oh, okay. yeah, that was a little bit exciting. Just like, it's good. Yeah, so for, for reference, the guys listening uh, for Christmas, uh, me, Marco, and, and Jeremy uh, uh, bought Matt a, a brand new Rolex. It was uh, extremely expensive. <laughs> and uh, and uh, being in a position where uh, that's no longer a problem, <laughs> I could barely buy an Apple Watch three years ago. So being able to buy a gift, you know, which is the uh, price of some people's houses was, was uh, or some most people's cars was uh, exciting and, and seeing the... Uh, excitement on his face was, was uh, you know i i remember the phone call that we had which is like they, they actually to be honest the struggle to actually buy an expensive watch is to find the watch oh, it was so hard wasn't <laughs> it <laughs> uh, um, but it's like i remember we had a call which is like and we can buy those things like oh man that's just, yeah yeah it was good there was a it was definitely uh something was in my eye definitely wasn't tears yeah uh, it was something else yeah. though, right <laughs> i think i was yeah. leaking so um but yeah, any other like major experiences? No, I gotta be honest. The, the good one as well is like, hey, you go, you come in on live, there is 10 people, 12, 30, 20. Well, I was many, but it's like, it, and knowing that there's people that come and, and see what we do is like, man, I love it. It's just it's a good feeling because people are here because they know that we're like with the real, with the real guys. In terms of like, we've done sales, we've done settings, we've done what we say we've done. So they come and follow it. That's a good feeling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's really weird, right? I, I, I don't develop in the traditional way of like, 
here's a course. I, I very much develop by problem solving and uh, becoming aware that there's a problem that needs to be solved and figuring it out. And I think uh, seeing that has like opened up, it's like, ah, okay, well, that was a potential problem. What are other potential problems? And then have really, really analyzed a lot of things in our business, but not just sales sniper, like across the other assets that we that we hold is like, okay, well, what are some potential things that could go wrong? And I, I've recently been really switching to like more of a, a macroeconomic role and looking at, okay, well, if this equated to this potential problem happening, what if, say, this happens? What could be the potential problem? What are the flow-on effects? And, and looking at that from more of a um, protection mechanism for, for the company, we've got just over 100 people that uh, we feel that they're in a, a bit of strife and uh, making sure that we can retain that for them by putting processes and procedures and things in place to make sure that that standard stays across, but also looking at how we can expand and, and grow rapidly whilst maintaining the same level of culture is a, is a difficult one through a scale. So I, I've been looking at, you know, where the, the future is headed and really, really briefing out and looking at, you know, current world things. So like as an example, and this is probably going into more detail than we typically could go on on a podcast is there's many things happening in, in the world right now that may have very, very strong correlations to how business is done, such as, you know, the, the metaverse that, that's happening, yeah. you know, are we in three years, how, are we going to be interacting in the same way that we do now through Facebook? Chances are maybe, maybe not. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been looking at over the next six months, speaking to, to many people, like I've just organized a guy where we're looking at NFTs and going into how we can use, utilize that in our business. And maybe instead of uh, paying for the closing code in the future, you buy an NFT that gives you access to that. Maybe that's where business is going. Maybe it's not. Uh, we we don't know it's, it's too early in, in that to tell what's going to happen. But uh, if we can predict what's going to happen in one, three, six years, I believe that you know in the future will our offices will be redundant and going live in the Facebook group is not going to happen. But maybe there's an avatar of us sitting in a sandbox office where speaking uh, together and, and Jeremy or Matt they're presenting to a crowd where you can physically. Well, not physically, but metaphorically physically, pull up a chair in that metaverse and watch him live, ask questions. Maybe we can have an office where if you guys have uh, avatars or whatever, can walk into that office, play a game of pool with us, ask questions as we're hanging around in there instead of like our physical office. Like there's some of the things that are happening in the world and in that side of things are are really cool. And it's, it's cool to think about and potentially predict uh, where in the future uh, things might going and then ideally get ahead of the game and, you know, get some first movers advantage. And maybe over the next 12 months, we, we look at doing something like that. You know, it, it could be exciting. And in the worst case, it, it could just be fun to do for, a, you know, something and it might not equate to anything, but uh, having some of those things happen has really like expanded uh, the, the macroeconomic views of, of where business is at and where it could potentially go. So that's exciting. Absolutely. I don't have anything else on my site. Okay. Um, and you guys got questions that, that are watching? Like, uh, feel free to, to pop them in. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I'm a, where we uh, pride ourselves on the level of transparency that we have, you know, to, to a degree. To so, degree um, yeah. Feel free to, to ask any questions that, whether they're with sales that Marco can answer, whether they're with other things that, that you know, I, I'm, I think I make it pretty clear that I'm not the expert in sales here. I like to think I'm pretty good at it, but compared to these guys, I'm definitely not. So anytime I get a good question, I direct it to them, but there's other things that I can, can speak on. Okay. 
We no, no. ourselves in the future. We should announce that we're going live for yeah. Q and A, right? Yeah, probably not ten minutes before we go live, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely definitely changed the equation. Yeah, right, I don't right. have- if anyone's listening, if you want to jump on and I, I can send you the Zoom link and, and ask questions, that'd be cool. Yeah, if you want to jump on, man, just message me. So, how do you learn to the level that you are without getting all warm and burnt out? Ah, uh, that's good question. That's you, a good question. You, um, you tend to be immune to burnout, so. Maybe you can speak on it and then I'll speak in, on it in general terms to people that aren't machines. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm going to dissect it in two parts, right? Because first thing is I got I to gotta understand what everyone, like I used to live with Dan. He's one of my best friends. I lived with him for two months. He was burnt out every week. He was just tired, man. <laughs> like, people think like, I get tired as well, but I've got responsibility. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what, that what keeps me going is like, I got responsibility. So the responsibility that I've got is to provide my team with the best leads, the best things, and the best accounts I can ever get. So that is contracted to being burning out. So what I do is like, if I feel burnt out, I go to sleep. Yesterday I went to sleep at 6 p.m. Mm. And I woke up this morning at 4.30 a.m. Right? You want to call that burnt out? I don't. I was tired. I went to sleep, came back. I'm fresh like a rose, right? So I know my limits at this point. Getting overwhelmed. Learning doesn't get me overwhelmed. It's actually the it's actually the country that gets me overwhelmed. It's like sometimes I get to the stage. It's like, oh man, what I, what I should what should I learn next? Right? I'm a big going through courses. That when I get into that, I don't have a point of what I should learn. That's where I get lost. So you gotta wire that around, which is like learning shouldn't get you overwhelmed. And I know Cal that you got a kid as well, right? Because we've been on a sales call a while ago. So, but he's understanding. You gotta understand your limits. Yeah, I, I, I think burnout happens when you're not incredibly passionate about what it is that you're, you're doing and or you don't have the processes in place to support that from a lifestyle perspective. When you're, you're not super clear and don't have the clarity on what you're doing, that compounds on how quickly it burns you out. So what it, like we, we harp on like the congruency, you know, it's, it's something that we say all the time and for good reason is because that's setting up like getting a congruent lifestyle feeds that and it slows down the rate of burnout or overwhelm. So when you can combine that with something you're super passionate about, you need to put things in your lifestyle that allow you to stem or slow down the rate of burnout. Or if that does start to happen, you need to take things away, take things off your plate or find something that doesn't trigger that. And what I mean by that is like, you're always going to be at a point where sometimes you just got to suck it up. You are going to burn out. But when you typically break through that barrier, you get to a new income level, you get to a new knowledge level where everything's easier. And that's when you can start, you know, pulling things back. Right right now, I am I I feel amazing after I'm in cold water and I go for a swim in the beach most mornings of the week, not every day. And as I come out of that, like I it's I get up at 5.30, I, I go for a walk at 6, usually in the water at 6.30 on a couple of days. And I feel like absolute shit doing that because it's been, you know, maybe I was up late last the night before doing work because there's international things and, and everything. And uh, immediately when I do that, I've identified something that makes me feel amazing. So I put that into my routine so that I turn up to work and I'm incredibly refreshed right now that can't happen when you have too much on your plate or you're not passionate about what you're doing so it accelerates the rate of burnout so one is like one figure out exactly what you're doing identify what you're wasting your time on 
in terms of like that learning and focus solely on getting one thing right and then make sure that your lifestyle is allowing that to be productive so it comes through easier and quicker and doesn't take as much time to persist on. That's like usually the key that, that we go through is making sure that you're spending your time doing the right thing and that it's something that you love learning about and then set the rest of your life up to push that until you get to a point where you're able to pull it back because it becomes easier. That knowledge is is known. You can recite it like like that that's uh probably my suggestion bj are you gonna do live face-to-face events uh absolutely man like uh we got a, a couple of plans of things once the world starts going back to normal we enjoy interacting with people i love going out doing events and then you know going for dinner going to the pub having a drink and really building more relationships with you know whether they're clients staff i think that's just so exciting and it's uh when we started the business it was something that we enjoyed and we wanted to have in mind and uh therefore you just create the business around what you want and how your life you want it to be and because of that if we are doing live events it means we get to write off tax on on holidays you know we could put a event at event in hawaii and uh it means we're able to now take our family to hawaii because it's for business and then we could do an event for a week and stay there for a week and you know setting up things like and then that just touches on the point that i said to, to Kyle is you set your lifestyle around what you're doing and then it's easier what's the next one what do you think about sales people complain about marketing uh how g-rated do you want the answer right yeah. <laughs> i'll yeah. let you handle this one Marco. number one is like if you don't know how to sell you're not going to get a better job that's one number two is if you don't know how to sell you don't even know if it's good or bad marketing <laughs> so <laughs> yeah absolutely first point is learn when you suck sales it's always bad marketing because you don't know the difference between good and bad exactly right now uh what was the biggest mindset shift it took you from 10k a month to 20k a month uh i don't think the biggest one was between 10 to 20k a month i think the yeah. big one was from 10 to 50 man yeah, personally I, i didn't think there was any mindset shift that needed to happen yeah i mean like i think when when we started we we probably floated around that for a, a period of time and i i don't think there was a mindset shift because we come in overly ambitious wanting to crush it and we were like that from from day one what um the shifts that happened were was knowledge and uh, the key from getting to there to there was a really the plan and execution on how to do it right so there wasn't like a mindset that needed to be overcome there wasn't anything holding us back outside of knowing what to do to get from there to there and once we figured out how we could do that it's really just like a matter of time and the changing of strategy and executing on that strategy like um i i don't think personally there's been any real like major mindset shifts in the way we thought about things going from you know 10k a month to to well over a million dollars a month and that's just in one single business i think uh and there hasn't really been many mindset shifts outside of like understanding where gaps of knowledge were and learning new knowledge of how to solve set problems that come at each phase like typically from from 10 to to 20k the issue is having people to speak to right to get enough business so once you solve that problem of like lead generation marketing networking depending on whatever area you're in as long as you have people to pitch to your income goes up without needing to make a mindset shift from there then the next typical like stranglehold is usually going to be like okay how do i deliver how do i onboard how do i structure so that i can continue to bring in revenue but have other people deliver 
then from there, there's another whole set of different business problems that need to be solved to move into those stages. And it's not necessarily like a mindset that prevents that from happening, but a, a lack of knowledge and strategy on how to move through those faces, navigate them in the, the easiest way to, to break through those barriers, not of mindset, but of um, understanding. Or, or maybe there is a, a mindset. Like, and what I say for us is not the same for everyone else. You know, yeah, I think, I, I, think I understand what she's trying to say. Because, like, I'm a big believer in to this, right? Mm. So you got to stop believing it a little bit in terms of, like, if you want to make 20K a month, you got to walk the 20K a month. Huh. Yeah, okay. Right? So, like, for me personally, I always walk the 100K a month walk. So mm. I knew, I might sound coggy if you're watching this, but I, I'm, I want to be confident, but I always know what I got to work on. I always work the 100K walk, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way how I want to jam. So... I knew that I was going to get there. So that's why I've done everything that it took to get there. So my one wasn't really a mindset thing because I already kind of knew as I came in, I've been all my life struggling. Like it can't be always dark. So like yeah. I'm just, just going to do it. For some people, just for giving an answer on that, you got to stop believing into it because if you don't believe into it, you, you, you lose before to run. Yeah. I actually kind of take back a little what I said because there, there is mindset that plays into it. And it could probably be argued that it's not mindset. It's more of an understanding and uh, more of a, like an accepting reality, right? So one of the, the biggest things where we immediately exploded and we got to a certain level was, and I, I can't remember what revenue we were doing there for a, you know, almost a 10, 10x where we were at in a, a period of a, couple of months was i think there was like a inherent belief system that what we were doing was uh it's like oh you know like where we want to be is like a fairy tale it's kind of like a dream and then all of a sudden we had certain levels of success which uh made that more of a reality and all of a sudden where we were aiming to go to was no longer a dream of ah you know is that even possible but it became as like oh that's absolutely possible We've already done X, Y, Z. There's no reason we can't be there. The only preventative factor is time, right? And once you realize that, yes, okay, like my goal to take this to a $100 million a year company, once you understand that that's possible and it can be done and what needs to happen, then all of a sudden it's not like a dream in, in fairyland, it's reality. And when you have that full understanding, the execution is easy because all you need now is the strategy and the time because time takes time. And I think like that mindset of realizing, is this possible to, this is absolutely possible is, uh, rings true. And I, I think one of the major points that, uh, made that happen is, uh, we had, um, a conversation with, uh, myself and Matt, we, uh, we're doing a little bit of mentoring with, uh, Sohan and, um, we came to him for seeing a set of problems that we might have. And it's like, Hey, you know, I, I feel like this could be a problem in the future. We run a very similar business to him. In terms of the, the done for you, it's essentially we run a real estate brokerage. We just don't sell real estate. We sell other people's products for them, right? And we we came to him with like this, oh, okay, I foresee this problem happening because he had this major problem and he's a couple of years ahead of where we're at. And uh, we thought of the solution to this problem. And instead of him giving advice, he just reiterated the exact thought that we have by confirming that what we're going to do is the right thing. And uh, we both, me and Matt, came out of that meeting going, ah, you know what? He's not the exception to the rule. He's not a god. He doesn't have these super business powers. He's just a regular guy and he's been doing it for longer than us. He's no, not better than us. He's just had more time in the game and therefore has a higher level of success. 
And it's like, we have every skill that that man has. It, it just time takes time. We haven't explored it. it. You know, it'll take us time to figure out the problems that he's figured out. We have to face the problems to figure them out. So there was really like this long spate of realization that, oh, you know, in five, six years, there'll be people having that same conversation with us and going, ah, we're just like him. We can do exactly what he did. It's just a matter of time. So, you know, you can put that down to mindset. You can put that down to understanding or knowledge or whatever it is, but there, you know, there is definite shifts that need to happen in order to unlock barriers of business. Exactly right. Okay. That was a bit of a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like there's many major other questions that are coming through. So I uh, appreciate you guys listening. I, I might do a short intro video pointing to where all the subscribe buttons are and to check out all of our stuff. But if you're in the closing code, you, you probably know them already. So there's not, not much point in it. But uh, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate you actually take time out of your day to listen to us talk. Uh, again, that's pretty humbling. And it's uh, getting to a space where people actually want to listen to you is a, is a surreal moment. So thank you. See you guys. Bye. See you. Bye. Uh, me, Marco, and, and Jeremy uh, uh, bought Matt a, a brand new Rolex. It was uh, extremely expensive. <laughs> and, uh, to be honest, the struggle to actually buy an expensive watch is to find the watch. Oh, it was so hard, wasn't <laughs> it? It was good. There was a. Uh, it was definitely uh, something was in my eye. Definitely wasn't tears. Yeah, uh, it was something else. Yeah. <laughs>